Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. Hello there, and welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below average Star Wars. I am the Jolly Jedi Pete. And I am Jason Hondo Ling. And we're back to talk Star Wars. We haven't recorded in a few weeks, so it's going to be great to catch up. First of all, Jason, I know you were at MCM Birmingham Comic Con. How was that? It was a really good day out. Well, I actually ended up going both days, which was pretty cool. Um... It was good to see everyone back out enjoying the convention sort of thing. Um, there was less um, troopers than normal because they reduced the numbers because of the current pandemic. Um, so there was only, whereas normally there'd be sometimes up to two, 300 troops, there was literally 50 of the UK garrison there. Um, but no, it was really good. Um, there was a lot of cosplayers, a lot of Star Wars. Um, there was a really cool Omega um, cosplayer there, which was good to see. Um, and a few of the bad, bad Batch characters floating around. Um, quite a few Boba Fetts. Um, but the main, obviously, the main thing that a lot of people were queuing for, and Kat actually went and had her photo. We, um, I don't, no, I don't know if she had a photo or just got an autograph, but that was with um, Hayden Christensen. And obviously on the Sunday, Ian McDermott was there as well. Um, sadly, I missed Ian's chat because he did a, um, a, a panel. Um, so I didn't get to see that, but I, I believe it has been recorded. So I'm hoping to get to listen to that at some point. Um, but yeah, it was really um, caught up with the guys from the Silver Sabres, um, which was really good to see those guys back out showing how what they can do. Um, and yeah, it was um, full of goodies for Star Wars fans. Um, I came away with a rather nice Black Series Osage Ventress figure, which I was pleased with, and also a nice piece of um a uh, nice print artwork um by a guy called sky anthony uh scott anthony um scott's really i've been talking to him and following him on facebook for a while um and i got there looking at his stuff there and he had a really nice print of the bad batch and um there um i think it's marauder they call it isn't it um 
but yeah, um, so I've got that nice print to display at some point. But overall, it was really good convention, and I'm really pleased I got the chance to go. Um, good to catch up with the Jedi News guys um, and see everyone out and about. Great stuff. So you said that you saw the Silver Sabers, obviously the lightsaber dueling group. Uh, were they actually do demonstrations, were they? Yeah, they were doing demonstrations and they do like taster sessions so people could sign up and go and have a go at being taught how to use a lightsaber. Um, so yeah, the guys, um, they were really pleased to be back out um, amongst the crowds again. And it, it was pretty impressive seeing them with their dueling and everything. Um, but yeah, it was, um, and obviously, as I said, the UK garrison were there. Um, sadly, they um, there wasn't enough space for the guys like the Mandalorian Mercs and that, and the droid builders. Um, so they were missing, which was a real shame. But I'm hoping next year we'll see all the guys back out properly. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get to some conventions myself next year once things return to normal. And I would love to go lightsaber duel, so I would definitely sign up for those classes if um, if I was there. Oh, uh, we don't worry. I'll make sure I introduce you to the guys when we get a catch up. Good, good, good stuff. But yeah, it's obviously a shame that the um, the dry builders and the Mandalorian Mercs couldn't be there. But you know, there's always next year when the conventions get bigger. Um, and hopefully, like I said everybody can be back on our one roof. But I'm glad you had a great time, um, and I'm glad Cat managed to have some sort of interaction with Hayden Christensen, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I should say that Cat looked absolutely awesome in her um, uh, Lady Loki uh, costume. That's Sylvie. That's the one. I couldn't remember the name for a second. I, I heard it so many times from Kat, and she was becoming a bit of a... People were stopping her to have selfies with her, and um, to begin with, she was a little bit shy, but by the end of the day, she was taking them like a pro. Fantastic. There we go. Got a star in our midst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that... We've covered that. Obviously, we know that you know, last time we spoke, you and Cat were both excited to be going there. Um, next time we speak to Cat, we'll find out all about Hayden Christensen and what it was like. Um, but moving on from that, um, a huge, big Lego release is Among Us. Oh, yes. Do you want to tell us all about that and how, yes. how exciting, how surprised you were? Well, I, I, I think Cat and I teased you about this the last time off air. Um, because we we had um, a little bit of a sneak peek. Um, Jedi News obviously received it early so that they could produce some marketing material. Um, uh, but the new ATAT looks absolutely awesome. Um, you know, it's it, Lego have really gone to town this time, made an, a really nice kit. Um, and also, it's recently been announced there's more bits and pieces coming um, to go with that kit later on. I saw on the internet the other day that there's going to be battle packs and different sort of stuff. So, yeah, it looks really good, really impressive. Um, have you taken a peek at it, Pete? Yes, yeah, so obviously, you know, when we spoke about it, 
uh, off air, you, you know, you guys sort of hinted at it. Now, was sort of like, I was a bit oblivious at the time. And I was like, oh, like if I Google it, will I, will I come across it? And you're like, maybe. And I actually forgot to Google it. I totally forgot about it. And then when it got officially announced, my mind clicked, and I was like, that's what they were talking about. Um, so yeah, I think obviously it is a. What range is it? Is it the Ultimate Collector's version? Is that correct? Yeah, it's the UCS range, um, which is obviously quite popular. Um, it, I think it's the... I don't think it's quite as many bricks as the Millennium Falcon, but it is a beast. I think James said it took him 16 hours to build. Jesus, so, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, money's so, working. Definitely. Um, you know, and, it, and obviously it's the fact that they've announced that the gift we purchase is going to be the um, Luke's lightsaber. Um, so that that's going to be pretty cool. I just hope plenty of people get that. Yeah, so, that, so if you purchase the um, Ultimate Collector's version of the AT-AT, or the at at but now you see it, um, you get the special gift, which is a Lego version of the Skywalker lightsaber handle, yeah? Yeah, that's right. That's pretty cool. Um What's the yeah. price point of that? Uh, the eight. Well, actually, funnily enough, the ATT, AT, AT. Sorry, I, I will get it right. Um, I'm just having a quick look. I think because they've actually reduced the price to what it was originally announced at, and I want to say it was originally announced. At, sorry, I'm just trying to find the article now. I wonder why they would reduce the price. Um, apparently, obviously, once the um, Lego fans had received their copies and everything, and it had gone out to, obviously, the fans like James, who worked directly with Lego, um, they had discussions with Lego and explained their reasoning that they felt the price point was slightly off. Um, and it seems that Lego reacted to that. Uh, oh, that's very good. Very good customer service right there. Yeah, Lego are really opening up um, more. That's right. It was So it was originally priced at $749.99, and it's now been reduced to $699.99. So there's a 50 quid save in there straight away. Are you going to get one? Uh, sadly, one, my bank balance, I don't think will allow it. Um, and secondly, I don't think I've physically got enough room because it's such a beast. Um, so now I'm going to resist it this time. Probably a wise decision, I think, even though yeah. our, our brains say no, but our hearts say yes. yes yeah, that's, that is exactly it. Um, but obviously that launches on Friday. Um, and I know they're doing a midnight opening um, at the Lego store in Leicester Square, um, which I believe Jedi News may be attending. Ooh, fantastic. Well, hopefully we'll see some scoops on Jedi News then of that midnight opening. Um, yeah, I think I think it looks absolutely fantastic. It, again, it's, it's at the price point where I have to seriously think about that. A, as you said, bank balance, B, space, C, angry wife. Um, yeah, <laughs> you've got to think about these things. Um, 
But no, yeah, it looks fantastic. Obviously, getting released this Friday. If you want it, I recommend probably being on the Lego website to pick it up as soon as possible. Um, or get yourself that midnight opening at the Leicester Square Lego store. Definitely. Um, moving on from that, it's been rumoured, I don't believe confirmed yet, although there's a lot of uh, outlets reporting it, that Kathleen Kennedy has signed on to continue being the president of Lucasfilm Limited for a further three years. Um, what were your thoughts on when you first came across uh, this, Jason? <laughs> it was another one that was quite strange because we'd actually sat down, um, Kat, James and myself, and discussed this at the Comic-Con. Um, and we were we were all pretty certain that she'd stay on. Um, I think it's safe to say, um, you know, we were all in agreement that we've already chosen her successor, but I, I think it's going to be a little while before we see that come to play. Um, but yeah, you know, the way it's going with Star Wars at the moment, it seems to be in a really good place. Um, obviously, I'm looking forward to the book of Boba Fett and more stuff. bit concerned about what's going on with the films at the moment. Um, but got to give Lucasfilm a bit of time. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to think, you know, there's a lot of television content coming, a lot of television content um, coming out the studio. So, you know, that's where their focus is at the minute. Um, you know, we've got Book of Boba Fett, we've got Mandalorian, we've got Ahsoka. Um, we've got this combined storytelling going into a possible throne storyline. Um, you know, we've had Star Wars Visions, we've got uh, Bad Batch Season 2 coming. Um you know, we've got a lot of things that are sort of in the works behind the scenes that are sort of in development, but not not in pre-production yet. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot going on. We're getting a lot of content. Um, the High Republic, a huge, hugely successful new era of Star Wars storytelling has taken off and done really well. Um, and that's in full swing. So there's a lot of Star Wars out there. A lot of it is good. Um, obviously, I think you're referring to the, um, the Rogue Squadron movie sort of being postponed a little bit yeah that's right um you know obviously we've seen this quite a lot in star wars and um you know there was issues with solo and that so um yeah it'll just be interesting to see how that pans out over the next year or so yeah i mean i think like you know for me they haven't there were the movies in pre-production like fact of you know, sort of early development, you would say, you know, the writing the script. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'd rather them take the time at this period than have problems on set. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. And you've got to remember that when they sort of were sort of spoiled now as people and information with the internet, because you know they're telling us all about a lot of projects that are in development. But there's one thing about Hollywood, and that is. For every movie you see on the big screen, for every project you get on your Netflix or whatever, there's probably about seven to ten that have sort of been developed and then stopped. Yeah, no, it's just normal Hollywood for me, and I'm not, I'm not too yeah. worried about it. No, I, I've actually been an extra in a film that never made it to the screen. Can you see which movie that was? I can't remember what the title was. It was um, it was a film with David Essex, um, and I was just like a crowd member. 
but it was quite a um it was quite an amazing experience just for a few hours to be stood there on like a film set um and also um actually get i was i wish it had come out because i was stood right next to david essex so i suspect i would have ended up on camera my question is did you get free catering no they it was a bit lapse it was a evening shoot um and we were literally grabbed from the crowd at this um banger racing event um so we were sort of rushed in um just asked to help out and yeah it was it was comical but i did get me photograph taken with david essex which i i've kept and you know that was quite cool good good so yeah i think you know i hope the room has archer i hope she has signed on for another three years i think you know i think she's sort of in a rolling contract type of situation where it's like you know you you know you've got a lot of experience but you know she is getting older um and does she want to do other things that aren't related to Star Wars? You know, we, we do know she has her own company with her husband, Frank Marshall. Um, there might be passion projects there she wants to work on. Um, but she's, you know, apparently signed on for another three years. Have you heard if that's been confirmed yet, uh, Jason or not? I haven't. Um, I did think I'd seen it somewhere confirmed, but I don't think it has been yet. Um, but I'm pretty certain that that is the situation. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I don't think it's been any official comment, but I think a lot of the big hitter publications have led with it now, which, you know, sort of leads to it being true. Um, yeah, like, I'm quite happy. I think she's the right choice to steer it in the direction they needed to go in. Um, obviously, they need to be thinking about who's going to replace her and be grooming that person now, because, you know, in three years' time is probably when you need to start pulling the trigger on that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But no, I'm glad she's in charge. Like I said, we've had a lot of Star Wars. We've got a lot of Star Wars coming. Um, you know, the Disney Plus Star Wars era is is nearly upon us. You know, we've had two seasons of Mandalorian, which were fantastic. Um, but, you know, we're about to start getting three and four shows a year. You know, we've got Book of Boba Fett. We've got Mandalorian Season 3. We've got Andor. We've got Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've got Ahsoka. That's five series coming in the next year and a half. Yeah, I know. I'm so happy, um, and I I'm pretty convinced. Um, I think I said last time I'm pretty convinced Obi One's going to drop May the fourth, um, because I know they've announced that Andor's coming uh, between July and September. I think they said, so it sort of fits in that obviously Book of Boba Fett will probably finish end of February which would then leave a few months. Um, and then I think that's when they're going to drop the Obi-Wan series in between um, Book of Boba Fett and Andor. I would love that. I think that's, that, I hope your prediction's right, because I would love that. Um, I, can't, I cannot wait for Kenobi. Um, speaking of Kenobi and Kathleen Kennedy, um, the Lucasfilm boss, Kathleen Kennedy, opened up about the emotional reunion uh, between Hugh McGregor and Hayden Christensen on set. Um, as they slip back into those iconic flowing robes of uh, obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Um, and she said, the thing that was most exciting was being on set and watching the two of them get excited. They hadn't seen each other in a long time. I was surprised at just how incredibly emotional it was for each of them to find themselves back in these roles and just realising how important Star Wars was to each of them. It was the beginning of their careers. Um, 
so yeah, like I think I, you know we've all seen Obi Wan Kenobi sizzle reel, but you know it didn't really show us much, but it did show you Jim McGregor getting very excited about being back working with Christensen. Uh, I, I I think he actually says you know it's brought me back to Hayden, um, so you know they're obviously very excited about that. Um, yeah, I, I think like obviously you know that snippet of it's not really talk about what what we're going to see and what what we you know no spoilers, but the fact that those two people, those two guys, were very excited and emotionally back to me says that they really do care, and that I think that's going to translate to a really good product when we get this when we get this series. Yeah, it's definitely something to look forward to. Um, I still, I'm still a bit nervous about how they're going to bring Vader into the Obi Wan story, um, and obviously not messing around with continuity between the different films and that. But you've got to trust these guys; they seem to be getting it right at the moment. Yeah, I think there's definitely room for it. I mean, if, I mean, you know, in. In the in the sizzle reel, we saw it, it, some art, some concept art of Obi Wan fighting Vader. Um, obviously, you know there's that line in Return of the Jedi when Vader tells Luke, "Will be one once thought as he did." Um, so, are you going to get them fighting and Obi Wan telling Vader to turn back to the good side? Yeah, you know, yeah, are we going to see? You know, there's a reason why Ben or Obi Wan is sort of with Yoda and saying, you know, you've got to kill Vader. That's the only option now. Because maybe, you know, he went and did try to save him and he said no. So it's like, you know what, we've tried that. He doesn't want to turn back. So the only option is to kill him, um, which is why he thinks that way in Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, also that scene in A New Hope when they first meet and um, when Vader tells him last time he met, uh, wasn't you were the master, but now I am the master. Um, you don't know if they're talking about that duel on Mustafar, or they could be talking about a different duel when they took place after Mustafar. Um, so I, I think there's there's definitely wiggle room to fit this in. Um, obviously, you need to make it make sense. Um, and you need to make it organic, which I'm sure they will do. Um, I've got 100% faith in that. Um, I'm hoping we get both Obi-Wan and Vader fighting, but I'm hoping we also get Obi-Wan and Anakin in flashbacks as well, like double Anakin. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, fingers crossed on that one. Now, I have to admit, I'd, I am looking forward to seeing some more lightsaber action because obviously with the Mandalorian, the lightsabers have been missing. So it'd be nice to see the guys actually doing some dueling. Definitely, 100%. Um in the same interview, Kathleen also said that, um, you know, while Obi-Wan is springing from the Pukul trilogy uh, in Rogue One, uh, you know, Andor springing from Rogue One, sort of, which sort of brings together the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. Um, and obviously we've got the post-Return of the Jedi Mandoverse shows. Um, you know, it, it sounds like there may be stories to come involving the current reduce in the most recent sequel trilogy. Um, which obviously wrapped in 2019 with the Rise of Skywalker, uh, and this is what Kathy said. She said, "Certainly, those are not characters we're going to forget." Um, so, sort of did a little tease there. Um, they will live on, and those are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well. So, yeah, um, you know, uh, for me that you know that means that could be an early development chat, and we could get that in five years or ten years' time. Do you know what I mean? But I think it's crazy to think that we've got like. 
you know, we've got these shows in between the prequel and the original trilogy. We've got these shows in between the original and the sequel trilogy. We've got this High Republic storytelling era set 100 years before The Phantom Menace. And then we're possibly going to go back and then tell some stories with the, the new guys from the sequel trilogy as well. Goes, just goes to show that there's a, a it's very busy at Lucasfilm. A lot of creative discussions going on. And that's only a good thing. You know, we're only going to get more and more Star Wars from all different aspects and all different eras, which, you know, everybody loves. You know, some people love it all. Some people live certain eras. But if we're going to do, tell a little bit in every era, then it means there's a little bit of Star Wars for everyone, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, I, I would like to see... I'd like to see more of the continuation of what happened after the rise of Skywalker. Um, I think there's plenty of room for that. Um, I'm, you know, the thing is as well, I've recently been trying to catch up reading all the comic books and that, and there's so much story content there for you um, on all sorts of different levels. Um, So yeah, there's, so much that they could be heading towards. Definitely. And speaking of more Star Wars coming, obviously we know that Mandalorian Season 3 is coming. We know we've got the Boba Fett series, so you know Mandalorians are quite prominent. Um, there has been rumours this week of casting news for Sabine Wren to appear in the Mandalorian Season 3 or the possible Ahsoka series that's coming. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Um, again, it's one of those things that I'm pretty sure because it's been so heavily reported, it certainly sounds like it's quite an accurate leak. Um, and um, I didn't, obviously, I, I don't reckon it. I'm trying to find the name of the actress. Can you? I have not seen uh, the name. We found a solid Twitter going berserk. Uh, Natasha. Lou Bodiso, I think. I, I'm not quite sure how you yeah. pronounce that. I think it's Natasha um, Lou Bodiso. I think you got it sort of right there, buddy. That's yeah. Deadline are reporting that. So Dead, Deadline are a very serious uh, publication. So they're reporting it, which yeah. means they must have some, they must have some um, sources telling them that. And yeah. they're saying that he's being cast as Lee opposite Rosario Dawson in the Ahsoka series. Which, which obviously coincides with the end of Rebels. Um, so it would make... And also, obviously, you know, from what um, Ahsoka said in the Mandalorian episode, um, where she was still clearly searching for Thrawn. Um, so obviously that would all tie in to that story. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's it's something I'm looking forward to seeing what does happen with the character of Ahsoka Tano and I I think it's pretty obvious that they've got to hear you've got to have Sabine in it. Um so yeah. Um and I have to admit looking at the photograph here of um Natasha I can see why they go for her for the resemblance as well. Um because the she's definitely got the the eyes for the character. Obviously, the haircut is very distinctive style. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Well, indeed. Obviously, you no know, word came out in the summer that Lucasfilm were looking to cast Sabine for the Ahsoka series. 
looks like they've spent a few months looking and then they've possibly found their Sabine now. Um, it's, it's one of those ones where, it, you know, I, I wouldn't know if there'll be much fan backlash about, you know, staying away from the voice actress, voice actors portraying the same roles on screen. You know, we saw what happened with sort of Ashley Eckstein and her not being a soak on screen and how, you know, especially the way that was handled anyway, did upset some people. Um, and then you see the opposite of when they, you know, they bring in Bogotan and actually bring in the voice actor to, to, to portray Bogotan. Um, so who knows this is true? Like I said, Deadline have reported, so they've obviously got some sources. Um, and we know what happened sort of before Mando Season 2 came out and all those leaks were true. So I'm leaning towards this being true, to be honest with you. Like I said, she looks, you know, like she could pull the role off, certainly looks-wise. Um, I've never seen her act in anything, so I don't know if she's a good actress or not, but I I assume she is, if she's got this far in life and in their career. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see see how that goes down. It'll be interesting to see if we see sort of any sort of scenes from from Rebels, like on Lothal, or whether we'll just see sort of the, the future, like sort of, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, because the, there's, there's one thing I would love to see, and and that would be Harrison Duller as well, but I think I'm grasping at straws there. Um, but, you know, there's so, there's so many characters that they could use, but then at the same time, there's one thing with Lucasfilm and Star Wars, they're good at creating new characters. Um, and, you know, when you look at the variety of Star Wars characters there are now. Um, but there is one character I definitely would love to see appear in one of the TV series soon. And that's got to be Hondo Onaka. If he's alive, I mean, how old is he now? Well, he, he, we know he's obviously about um, prior to um, obviously the rise of Skywalker um, because he's at Galaxy's Edge. Um, and obviously that's based at the time of the First Order. So I, I totally get that, but I also think they've dropped the ball with that so much when you know the, the Millennium Falcon that's at Galaxy's Edge has the wrong satellite dish on because it got broken off in the right in the last Jedi. True. And then also they've got that Tie Fighter parked up, which is the Tie Fighter from the Unmade Episode Nine, Duel of the Fates. Yeah. And then Kylo Ren also is running around with a mask on. That's not his reforged mask. Yeah. So there's like a lot of a lot of ball droppings. <laughs> yeah, so, I know what you mean. So yeah, it's like I don't know. I I I mean I don't know what his species. I don't know how long he lived for. So it might be possible. But he's well, been sort of throughout, the, through the, throughout the Pukul original and now sequel era. So it's a lot of years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If he's ninety year old, maybe. Yeah, but then again, at the same time, when you look at Yoda, you know, he's even appearing in the High Republic stuff, so, you know. Yeah. Possibly. But, but yeah, um, I think I, I think I'm looking forward to just seeing how all these shows tie together. Um, speaking of Book of Buffett, which is going to kick it all off this December, um, showrunner John Favreau has been talking. Uh, about the Book of Buffett. Um, you know, as we saw in the post credits, 
scene from the Mandalorian season two, none other than Bib Fortuna had ascended to the throne above, uh, ascended to the throne of Jabba the Hutt. Um, obviously, we see Boba swiftly dispatch of him uh, with the help of Fennec Shand, and obviously now in the Book of Boba Fett, we're going to see a new era of galactic crime uh, with sort of Boba Fett trying to run the Hutt crime syndicate from Tatooine, um, but trying to run it a little bit differently. Um, I think obviously what Favreau says that there's a power vacuum now Jabba's gone. Um, Jabba was clearly very strong and imposing leader who people were very scared of and who seemed to rule with an iron fist. You pull something like that out of the ecosystem of Tatooine and Hut space in general and you have an opportunity to ripe in the gangster genre. Um, so yeah, like I think that to me that says, you know, that quote from John Favreau says to me that like, you know, not just Tatooine, but Hut Space in general. So, you know, we're going to see Tatooine quite a bit, but we're also going to see the effect on Hut Space. And you know, maybe we see some of that cartels involved as well. Do we see Crimson Dawn? Do we see um, the Pikes? Do we see, I've totally forgotten the name, Black Sun? Um, do we see these dudes? Do we see who's running them? Um, you know, do we see, um, is it, is it uh, Zizo? Prince Izo? I can't yeah. ask the name wrong. Yeah, do we, do we see him a black sun? Do we see, do we see um Kira? Is she alive? Yeah, there's. Well, this is this is this is very true. There's so much that they can do. Um, and it's funny you just reminded me as well. I forgot about something that we got to do at MCM. Um, got to have a very good chat with um Bib Fortuna himself, Matthew Wood. <laughs> Um, but sadly, he didn't give away any spoilers. Well, he's a very good employee, then, isn't he? I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> him to do that. Um, no. But no, but I think Matt Woods got best of both worlds, hasn't he? Because he sort of works, obviously, you know, high up in Skywalker sound, like producing all the awesome sound. But he also does a lot of voices for Star Wars as well. So he sort of gets to be in front of the camera, and, like on the recordings as well as as well as producing. Yeah, he was um he was a really interesting guy to talk to. Obviously, he's known James for a long, long time, um, and he's actually taken James round Skywalker Ranch. Um, so that's why, it, in some ways, it was quite a strange conversation because obviously working with Jedi News normally it's interviewing people, but this time we were sort of in on a a personal catch up with someone that. It, also spoke to us about Star Wars um, and getting his insight was, it was quite, he was a really nice guy to chat to. Good. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you had that good experience with him and I'm not surprised because he comes across as a really good guy in all his interviews as well. Um, going back to Man, uh, Boba Fett, um, he also says, John Farrell, I want to say that, although Boba Fett is a very experienced bounty hunter, He's not experienced at running a criminal syndicate or managing forces. He's not normally a newcomer. He's an expert, as we see him in most areas. But in this case, he's trying to transition to another position. Um, so, Yeah, I, I think from that, it sounds like they're almost going for a fish-out-of-water scenario. Um, and obviously, seeing how he's going to build on what he's achieved so far, um, which could be very interesting to see. Um, and obviously, he, he seems to have found his right-hand woman with Fennec Shand. 
um, which is brilliant character, I think. Yeah, obviously, you know, this, they haven't mentioned it, but it's you know sort of a life death going on. You know, Boba, Boba Fett saved Fennec life in the desert. Um, so, you know, it's a bit of a Han and Chewie situation going on, a bit of a life death going on. Um, I wish Kat was here to ask, but do you think we're going to see Fennec and Boba uh, in a relationship, in a romantic way, or do you think it's just purely business? I think it's going to be purely business. I, I, I'm hoping they're going to stay away from the soppy stuff. Um, but I, I'm sure Kat's probably already matched them up together. So <laughs> I just think, you know, we haven't seen that side of Boba before. So, you know, it, it could be if we see him sort of how intimate he can be. And, you know, does that open him up to sort of, you know, are we going to see him mention, like, has he ever met Omega, his sister? Does he see Omega as his sister? Like, you know, depending on how he is with Fennec, you might be like, oh, well, actually, I don't get to attach to people because of what happened to me when I met my sister. It's, if, if a tragedy happened to me, it could link back there. Do you know what I mean? So I think, I think there's a lot of storytelling that can tell with how those two interact with each other. Yeah, no, definitely. It could be um, definitely a fun route. And obviously, um, let's face it, with Tamara Morrison... He's already shown what a versatile actor he can be um, with some of the characters that he's portrayed in Star Wars already, you know, not just as Boba Fett, as Django Fett, and also, you know, some of the clones. Um, So I think seeing maybe Boba's vulnerable side, um, which obviously we've seen sort of before in the... um, Clone Wars series, um, where we saw the younger Boba Fett, you know, as he was becoming a bounty hunter. Um, so obviously we do know that obviously he is this scarred individual. He is, you know, we see in Clone Wars, he tries to get revenge on Mace Windu for a bit, and then he gets a bit of all that and he starts to become a bounty hunter, just like his dad. Um you know, so there's a lot of character development already done there, and also like, you're going to see a lot more character development as well. So it's a perfect time to be a Boba Fett fan. And if you're not a Boba Fett fan, I recommend you, you know, go back and watch Clone Wars, read, watch those arcs with him, um, you know, and then get ready to enjoy Boba Fett coming this December. Definitely. Uh, moving on from that, obviously you've heard me speak about it a lot, and that is the Hasbro Haslab Rancor. I I saw some exciting news that I'm sure you're going to tell me about. Well, I don't know. About, I'm a bit worried about it now. So, obviously, Rancor got announced. Um, you know, it has to hit 9,000 back as minimum to get made. It's £329.99 in the UK. Um, they've announced the stretch goals, which did the opposite of getting people to subscribe. Oh, no. So, yeah. So the first stretch goal at 11,000 was a Gamorrean Guard, but on a Return the Jedi card back, um, similar yeah. to power of the, the first Power of the Force line with the coin, which, you know, I, can, I was excited about it, but I can sort of see why it is. We've had the figure before. It is a repack. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's, it's not awesome, but it is cool, but it's just tier one. I was like, the next tiers are going to be fantastic. But then they announced tier two, which is at 13,500 backers. Tier 2 is a set of plastic skulls and bones. 
<laughs> and a cardboard backdrop. Oh dear. So that so it went from like five thousand backers to like people people like asked for a refund. So the backers dropped. Oh no. So Hasbro didn't and and I, I could sort of see why I was a bit like oh, I can sort of see why. I didn't my at the moment I'm still backing it, but I can sort of see why people weren't too happy because we've committed a lot of money to it and you know these things are going to be fantastic. But there's still two more tiers to unlock. Uh so tier three for sixteen thousand backers they just announced this week. And that is a Slacious B crumb on a turn the Jedi card back. Which is, you know, he's he's cool. We haven't had him before, I don't think. And then at nineteen thousand backers, tier four, it's a Luke Skywalker. Um so not the Walmart exclusive. Uh, obviously with the Jedi robes from Return of the Jedi. Comes with the lightsaber yeah. and the master. Uh so yeah, like again a good figure, but it, uh, uh, they've said he's been retooled, apparently, so he's like a new mold. But you know, we've had the figure before. So it, it currently at it's currently at four thousand seven hundred and sixty nine backers. With thirteen days left. Oh. But for me, the people have been crying out and, and Hasbro must have seen this. People want Ula, the dancer. Yeah. They want the Rancor keeper. Yeah. If if they announced those two guys in the in the um stretch goals, this thing would have been backed. Now we're yeah. back by now. So I, I just I just don't know if they're so they seem to be so out of play, like so out of I don't know, like out of I don't know what the word would be. Like like are they so out of touch with what the Hasbro Black Series fans want? Yeah, they seem to it certainly sounds like they've dropped the ball almost with this one. Um it'll be yeah, I think they're going to struggle to get all of that back in in time for, yeah, as you say, 13 days. A lot of people, if they were going to back it, would have backed it by now. Yeah, so I think, like, I'm just hoping they'll come up with, like, an extra, they need to add some stuff now. Like, if I was them, I'd have their guys working on Ula, working on, uh, is it Malachi? Is that how you say his yeah, name? The- that's the- right, yeah. Working on Malachi, working on Ula. Because you, you you need to rescue this, so you need to say, "Oh, guess what? We've just did these two figures, and they're going to be in the fourth tier with Luke." Um, and then that that will get people jumping on it. But like, they need to strike now with thirteen days left. You know, thirteen days left, and they need to get what another four thousand back as minimum, a bit yeah. more than that. Like, it's just it's just. I don't know. I was so ex- as you know, I was so excited about this, and I was excited to back it. But yeah. now I'm a bit like, oh, like I was hoping to get like really awesome stretch goals, and I think they'll be announced straight away. But like I said, it's just absolutely fallen off the rails. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, I have to admit, I I never, I've I've never been able to get that excited about the Rancor. Um, I kicked myself because I really was excited about the Razor Crest, um, but uh, yeah, it's um, it certainly doesn't seem to have worked out as well as the Razor Crests and um, the Sail Barge went. 
it, it hasn't, and but I think it's all down to those stretch goals just being sort of not not well thought out. Like, do they know the audience? Is what I'm worried about. Yeah. Like you know, at, at, at over three hundred pounds, it's more expensive than a hot toy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just yeah, that you're is gonna give big. Us, and you're going to give us repackaged figures, and you're going to give us some plastic bones and a cardboard backdrop. Yeah, it's, like for me, if you're gonna if you're gonna release if you're gonna do scenery, if you're gonna do scenery as a as a stretch goal, like release the gate, like fully plastic gate, molded gate. Yeah, the figures, you know, three hundred and like over three hundred pounds. Like, add a plastic gate, maybe with the control panel that Luke throws the the skull against or the rock against. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, add something of like substantial, like value, not a cardboard backdrop and some, some bones. One of which, one of the skulls looks like a tauntaun skull. By the way, yeah, I noticed that. It so does. It's a, bit, uh, it's a bit hot on Tatooine when, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the tauntauns <laughs> running around and all third up. So, like, yeah, I. So I'm a bit like I'm still back in it. I'm not going to pull out because I do want the rancor. But obviously, the reason why I want it so much is because a I love the rancor and b, like I've got FOMO of missing out on the because I wasn't really aware of what was going on when the when the seal boards got released and when the razor crest got released. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not missing out this time, and like I backed it straight away, but. The stretch goals haven't been awesome. Like I said, I was excited by the first one, and as it went on, like I was like, you know, like, you know, and then obviously now, okay, it's not going to happen. So it's just been disappointing for me. <laughs> not good, is it? It's... No, especially when uh... you know how excited I was for it as well. I know. Yeah, I'm like sat here thinking, oh, this is so disappointing. It's like, oh. So um, here's my message. Funny. My message is Hasbro, Haslab, please do a six-inch Ula, do a six-inch Malachi, put them in the power of the force, return the Jedi package with the coins, add them as another stretch goal, and I think that'll get you this Rancor made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope they pull pull a rabbit out of the hat to get this one through. Definitely. Definitely. That brings an end to sort of all the Star Wars things I had to speak about, Jason. Is there anything you want to talk about that I've missed? I was just um, I was trying to think. I saw something just a minute ago, and I cannot remember. Um, no, I think I've mentioned, obviously, about the ASAP. Um, lots of exciting stuff coming, I think, in the future with LEGO soon. Um, obviously, there's still the bounties going on on starwars.com um, yeah, is, that, um, uh, that, is that week 7 now for the bounties yeah I think I've just literally seen the new ones come up I was just going to have a quick peek uh, I sort of lost interest because a lot of these were stuff that's already been announced and they were just like announcing yeah. the same stuff every week yeah I, I did that I sort of sat down and went through a lot of it last night and I was thinking the same yeah, they've got some clothing this week. But like, said, the, like the Lego Vader helmet and the Scout Trooper helmet are this week's. But it looks yeah, like they were, they were in the shops now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, otherwise, um, you know, it, it's quite interesting to have a look at it just to see some of the merchandise that is out there. Um, 
you know, when I was up at MCM, the amount of Star Wars stuff there is to buy. Um, and um, we were we were joking with James um, because obviously he's well known in the collecting community as having one of the biggest Star Wars collections. And um, he was that weekend. He'd actually had a shed built in his back garden which I think is going to start holding some of his collection because there's not enough room in the house now. Oh, that's fantastic. His own little museum in the back garden. Yeah, I think he's got his own little man cave there. I, th- I think he was getting quite excited about that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Jason, it's been lovely catching up. I can't yeah. wait to catch up with you next week as well, hopefully. We need to start doing these a bit more regularly than what we have been, but life yeah. gets in the way, as we know. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just chaos at the moment. <laughs> it is, it is, especially in the run up of Christmas. Very busy times. Um, where can the lovely listeners find you on social media, Jason? Oh, I forgot to prepare myself. Terrible. I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible with Twitter. I'm just, I'm just being um, evil, putting you under the, under the thumb. Yeah. You, you do it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> It's at Hondo Ling. It is. I knew that, but I wasn't going to help you. You knew that. Cheers, Pete. (laughs) I am a sinner. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure to follow Jason. Um, You can follow me. Sorry, go ahead, Jason. I knew there was something I meant to say. Happy birthday to Padawan Outpost. They've, They've just had their first year. Um, and I know the guys have been celebrating over the weekend. Um, and obviously, they've got their Black Friday deals. Um, so if you're looking to treat yourself to a lightsaber, have a look on the Padawan Outpost website. Yeah, um, obviously, Padawan Outpost, the little website, they're also on Facebook, search Padawan Outpost. Um, about a year ago, maybe less, I got um, one of their mystery boxes. So I got a, I got a lightsaber for I can't even remember how much they are. How, how much are the mystery boxes, Jason? They're £59. Yeah, so £59. Um, and I got a fantastic um, fantastic lightsaber for a bargain price. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, you, you can certainly see pictures and videos of it in action. Um, obviously, are those are those still are the, are the mystery boxes still online? Yeah, they're still doing the mystery boxes. Um, their range has increased quite a lot, um, and the guys are really going to town. Um, they also now do carry cases for your sabers, which are pretty cool, um, and display stands. Um, but yeah, considering they only started a year ago, um, the guys there have really grown the business, um, which is really good to see. Um, you know, like you said, I I purchased two of the um, mystery boxes, one for each of my daughters. Um, and uh, don't get me wrong, there are sabers out there that, um, are, like I've said in the past, JQ sabers different. They're obviously a lot heavy duty uh, there, but if you want to start with sabers, I would say the Padawan Outpost ones are a really good starter, reasonable price and the service is very good with them and they they you know i think yours turned up literally the next day i think wasn't it yeah so mine came via dhl shipment and it arrived i think it was within two days but it like they literally said it 
like I got a taxi and arcs coming today and then it arrived. Like it was fantastic service. Yeah, no, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's sort of something that sort of came out of lockdown, I think, where they they started this business and just watched it thrive. Um and you know, I know the first few months they were literally getting their stock in and within 10 15 minutes the stock was sold um so and yeah all i seem to see is positive stuff about the guys so well done to the padawan outpost guys well definitely congratulations happy one year birthday um thank you for my wonderful lightsaber and i think i might have, to have a look and see if there's any good black friday deals going because i'll fancy a, maybe i fancy a kylo ren type one or maybe i fancy a Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi type one. Yeah, they've got some really nice looking, um, obviously, actual character sabers. Uh, yeah, definitely check them out. Definitely. Um, so yeah, obviously people know where to find you, at Hondo Ling on social media. Uh, to check me out, I am on Twitter and Instagram, at Jordy Jedi Pete. Um, the podcast is on Instagram and Facebook. At Star Wars, at Star Wars podcast, um, you can find us on Twitter at Bores Star. Uh, we're also on TikTok at Star Wars Podcast. Um, so yeah, check us all out there. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Jason, for coming on. It's been great to catch up and talk Star Wars. Yeah, great catching up with you, Pete. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Um, please check us out on social media. May the force be with you all. And remember, always tear that. Kanja Club. Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of the Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shao, we've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class. My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hovercart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Gamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Pak to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you are interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. 
Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. Well, that's not good. Is that blaster fire right here? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon.